0: We're going to finish a series today called Jesus Loves Our City, So Do We. I won't take a long time today because we've got some baptism partying to do and we have Dream Team Sunday here. We have actually a full day but I do have a word that I want to bring you out of Romans chapter 12. This series has been about shifting our perspective on the way a follower of Christ looks at the city that they live in, right? We don't just view our city the same way everyone else does. Our city, we found in shifting our perspective, is to be honored. Even more than that, we are placed here on purpose to bring the wholeness and completeness of God. You might remember a couple weeks ago this word shalom, uh, right, to our city God calls us to bring that to our city the place where God has placed you is on purpose and you are needed here right you are Not some, the the city doesn't need some uh, amorphous, hard to understand group of people who, I don't know, gather once a week or occasionally at a building and sing and read together. No, that's not what our city's in need of. This place where God has placed you is on purpose and you are needed here. Let's read from Romans chapter 12. We're just going to read two verses, verse number four and verse number five. For as in one body we have many members, And the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Lord Jesus, I thank you for all that you've gathered in here today. Lord, I'm aware that there are some that made a decision to come just as, as, as recently as a couple of hours ago. And so I, I am so thankful that you draw us from all different places, all different backgrounds, all different expectations. But God, I'm most thankful that you have a specific word to speak to each of us. Lord, I pray that you would start with me, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. God, you are my rock and my redeemer. Please speak to us today in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. One of my favorite celebrities passed away last week. His name is uh, Norm MacDonald, and he was a brilliant comedian, one of the funniest people I I ever heard. I, I watched a lot of Norm over the last week. Um, As I did, I don't know, my version of grieving his death. So today, after a full week, I'm either going to be funnier than normal today... Right. Somebody just I heard you say, we can only hope, right? <laughs> or it might work the other way. I'm not, I'm not sure. But Norm had a lot of great bits, but he had this one great bit about being nice to your wife. And I'm not going to try to imitate him today. He's a little bit hard to imitate. But, but he had this bit about being nice to his, his, your wife. He said the idea was that, he said, Norm said, of all the people you should be nice to, your wife is number one. Right, or I guess if it, your husband, if you're a woman, it's a very long bit on why you should be nice to your wife. He said, "He said there's lots of good reasons to be nice to your wife, but here's the number one reason." Norm Macdonald said, "Because she can kill you in your sleep." Okay. He said, especially don't be mean to your wife right before you roll over and go to sleep. Like, like oh, yeah, well, you're stupid, and then you roll over and, and go to sleep. No, no, no. He said, she's right there, right? You're asleep now. You'll never know. I think about this now before I go to bed, right? I want to say, before I go to bed, I want to say something to Jacinta. Like, man, what an honor it is to be able to sleep <laughs> In the same bed as you, sweetie, and have the most pleasant of sleeps, my love. This is the last thing I wanna say, right? And it's not, of course, just the death in my sleep thing, of course. It just makes sense to treat her well. Watch this, because I need her. Well, pastor, you should, you should treat everyone well. Okay, yes. And y'all, I see all y'all spiritual people looking at me, right? Yes, true, but I really need her, right? And did you know that it, it's actually the same with your city? And, and this series has been pushing some different thoughts, especially for people maybe who have grown up in the church. It's a, it's a different idea than we normally talk about, but I want to make sure that when we lead this series, we have all the reasons why we should say, so do we when we find out that Jesus loves our city. And by the way, he does. He does. Right. We, we should be, watch this, we should be kind to our city. We should be kind to the places in our city because in it is our livelihood. Through our city, we get the necessities of life. Right, so we need the Italian Corner Deli right over there off of Cross Street, right? That's where I get lunch often, right? We, we need Forever Sweet Bakery where you get cupcakes for your office party. We need, we need Stop and Shop and, and Stews. I, I know that you've got your places that you'd fill in, and that's good. We're kind and we take pride in those places because they are a part of our daily routine, and watch this, and they are the way others make a living in our city. This is important. I'm just getting this ready for Romans and Dream Team Sunday today. Uh, This is also Dream Team Sunday. Unless we show up at those spots and buy things, the people who work there won't get paid. Watch this. And if they don't get paid, we won't get what we need. It's something I'm trying to to live out in our city. And I'm doing kind of some city theology. And again, I'm pushing some different buttons here on Sunday morning. I'm trying to live this out. My city is Norwalk. It takes everyone doing their part to keep the city running well. Okay, we, we, we need police officers protecting our city. We need government officials to provide boundaries. We need construction workers to keep working on our roads and keep our city moving forward and advancing, right? Don't we need that? Our, our church is praying like we never have for our city. And by the way, we're not just praying more. We're praying different kinds of prayer. We're praying for our city like we never have in the establishments and businesses and organizations of our city, even the places that we don't work personally because we might not notice it, but they are affecting our lifestyle. I want to remind you that when your city prospers, what happens? You prosper. Not everybody believes that yet, but you're going to believe it at some point. Believe it because that's what the scripture says. And, and one more level up from our city is what the early church leader in, in Romans chapter 12 had in mind. He said this organism is like the city, but it's an even higher order than the city. Paul says that the body of Christ, a.k.a. the church, a.k.a. you and I and he and she. Come on, everybody say that's us. He's talking about the church in verse four. He says, for as in one body, we have many members and the members do not all have the same function. Okay, get this. The church has many members, but different what? Functions. One of our core values at our church here is freedom. And this verse is a freedom verse in verse four and verse five. It's okay to serve in different ways it's okay. There, there's freedom here. We aren't trying to squeeze everyone that comes into the, this door into a box. Truth is, I don't think there is a box, right? The kingdom of God certainly isn't a box to be shoved into. We saw last week, Paul said, the church, what is the analogy he gave last week? He said, the, 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 the church is much like what? Your natural body, right? So you got ligaments and different body parts. You've got internal organs. And all of them do drastically different things, but they only have one goal. What's their goal? Keep the body healthy. Right? Different function, one goal, keep the body healthy. And Paul says, same. All of the members of the body of Christ, come on, say, that's us. They keep the church healthy if they continue to serve using their different gifts. There's a very old, incorrect view. Everybody hear that this is incorrect. It's an old, incorrect view that says, hey, you know what? If I'm really gonna devote myself to the church, if I'm really gonna serve the church, then I've gotta quit my job and go into full-time ministry. Anybody ever heard this term, full-time ministry? By the way, this is not something the Bible talks about, full-time ministry. Well, if I really want to serve my city, I need to be in full-time ministry. But no, in fact, it's only when Christians are spread out over the whole workplace, over the whole city. I'm not talking about some made-up thing called full-time ministry. I'm talking about accountants and bakers and firefighters and nurses and grocery store workers. When that spread happens is when we are able to really show love to people in our city who may not know who Jesus is. And and I recognize right now as I look across that there are some people here today, maybe join us in our digital space that might say that that's you right now. You might say, I don't know Jesus. By the way, we're glad you're here. This is a place you can belong before you believe. And we we have a journey we'd like to invite you into to discover more. This is why I mentioned this this welcome. You can get your phone, text the word welcome to 860-362-3938. You can do this right now. Get started right away. I I just want to say to those of you that may not know Jesus yet, if you take this first step, you will not be disappointed. But hear this, people spread out all over the workplace in a city, that's how we really show love to people who may not know the Lord. I want to circle back on this one last time in this series. Everybody that's a part of this church needs to hear this, needs to to get this. The same way that we see each other in this church As different members of the body of Christ, the same way that we see each other as one body with many members, get this, we should see our city the same way. I want to swim. Why why are you up to this, Pastor? Why are you pushing on the city? Just let me come to church and worship and do my thing, okay? I want to swim in this series against the most destructive and dangerous trend I have ever seen develop in my entire life. Now get this, the city that we live in is one specific place with many different residents. Would you agree with me up to that point? Okay, everybody's with me up to that. So, so if we want our city to be clean, does that sound good to anybody having a clean city? Okay, good. What, what about if we want our city to be safe? How does that sound to everybody, a safe city? Okay. What about if we want our city to be funded? Does that sound like a good idea? Or we want our city to be prosperous? Watch this. We have to have a together mindset instead of a me mindset. Yeah. Man, this is important. This is important. Our American culture is moving more and more. Watch this into an us and them direction. Anybody that notices other than me, raise your hand if you've noticed this. Right? This is happening. Okay. Together, together and being together is kind of over here, and me and mine is over here, and the me and mine crowd is growing, and the together crowd is shrinking. I I am not a worrier by nature. I don't worry about too much if I'm if I'm honest. I'm not prone to it, but I have to say this as your pastor today. I very, very worried about this trend. Very worried. So what do we do? Do we just worry? No, the, the Bible says we don't just st- stay stuck and worry. What do we? We fight it. We shift in our perspective, and it could start out with small things, small gestures. You could start this today. You, what is it? It's, it's sending food to your child's teacher at school. It's, what is it? It's dropping a kind note to the politician that you can't stand in town. Nobody said amen on that one. They just laughed nervously like not a chance is ever gonna happen okay (laughs) i never know who i'm doing when i do that but it's it's somebody i like okay it's somebody i like right It's donating to the local library. It's organizing a neighborhood cleanup day. What do we do? Do we worry about it? No, we fight it. We shift in our perspectives. This is what Love Week is all about. It's our second love week that's we're happening this year. It started on October 17th. What is the vision for Love Week? It's it's as a church, we are serving in some practical ways every single day of that week, October 17th through the 23rd. And I'm putting this up today because I want you to know if you have ideas ideas on what we could do. We need your ideas. Okay, we don't I, I only have two ideas, maybe three. We don't have enough for every day. We need more ideas. And do you know what we need even more than ideas? Can anybody guess? You might say help. Yeah we need help, but you know what the church will show up to help. We need leaders. We need people who be willing to say, you know, I want to lead this project on this day. If that's you, we want to hear from you. Love Week's going to be in. Enc- we we don't accept the me mindset. We fight it. We shift in our perspective. We, by the way, we don't fight it because we are realizing what it really means to be human no, this has not worked. Uh, the, the, the human project it has failed, okay? We, we, don't, we don't get it because we read some books from Deepak Chopra and now we're enlightened and so we're gonna serve somebody. No, we don't even fight it because we've waited so long that things have gotten really scary out there. We don't need fear to motivate us. Somebody hear this today. I don't need to treat my wife kindly because she might kill me in my sleep. Everybody saw, heard that was a joke, right? It was, no, 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 there's gotta be a better reason to love my wife and care for my wife other than that. Paul tells us what the reason is that we are to treat each other in our city uh, with honor and kindness, that we're to serve our city. Verse five, so we though many are one body in Christ, watch this, and individually members one of another. This is the reason that we do this. We saw the same idea last week. Dream Team Day is the very best day to see it again. This phrase, we are individually members. Another version of the Bible says it this way. I like this other version of the Bible. It says this, we are many parts of one body. And I like this, we all belong to each other. Huh. What's it saying? It's saying you belong to me and I belong to you. As I say that, there's, there's people here who have, have been harmed in the past. Even in, in a past church, you've been harmed. And so you, you show up here in your certain sort of way as it relates to doing things with others. There's some other people, maybe you're joining us in our digital experience. You would say, you know, I'm just this way by nature. It's the way it's played out. Ultimately, it's just about doing things solo. That's how I am. I show up solo. I leave solo. And me and Jesus have our own thing going. Hmm. I want you to hear this. Those of you who have come from church backgrounds and you have been hurt, and and so you you come here and you're suspicious of others and you're very dependent on yourself, I want you to hear me this morning. There's nothing wrong with you. You might not have arrived at that place by choice, but I want you to hear this this morning that you belong to me and I belong to you. All of the members belong to each other. Amen. The church is about mutuality. It's about togetherness. This is a together thing. And so we aren't as effective when we work independently. Some of you, uh, because of your past, all that coming to church has been is maybe get a little worship, a little word, and just give me my orders for the week. What am I supposed to do this week? I'm so glad you have a desire for God, but I need to turn your desire toward others around you. Why do I want to do that as your pastor? It's how you benefit. It's the good stuff. How many of you, not even knowing what the good stuff is, would raise your hand and say, I want the good stuff? Come on. Everybody wants the good stuff. Sounds like an Oreo dipped in milk or something. I'm hungry all of a sudden. (laughs) It's... It's a together thing. It's how you take away a prophet. Do you know that there is a prophet to the kingdom of God? P-R-O-F-I-T. Again, the church is a one another thing. And it's not so much a a Game of Thrones thing. It's much more a baton race thing, okay? I want to juxtapose these two different ways of, of moving forward. You know Game of Thrones, right? By the way, if you're being baptized today, you can, right now would be a good time for you to Go get uh, start getting ready. We're going to baptize here in just a few minutes. Everybody know game of thrones. What is it? It's, it's all about getting to the iron throne, right? I need to get to the iron throne because if I'm in charge and I can get something done and yeah, you know what collateral damage. I might have to kill everybody else along the way, but I'm going to get there. That's game of thrones, but did anybody catch any of the relay races in the Olympics I love the relays because you can have the fastest runner on your team and still lose. Right now the class of relay running in my opinion is the Jamaican women that kind of rule the roost right now. They posted the second fastest time ever and they they beat the US women for gold. I, I was going to show the video of them racing, but if you watched it, you wouldn't think about anything else for the next 10 minutes, okay? So we're not going to do that. But in a baton race, there are these different runners passing the baton along the way to the finish line, and and some teams put their fastest runner first, and other teams put their fastest runner last, but the bottom line is that the last runner who goes through the finish line is not the star of the show. Do you know by looking at this picture who the star of the show is? Some of you do because you know. I know, but only because i studied it. But how, how many else by looking at the picture would know? All you know is that they had a victory together, right? It took all of them, every one on the team for the team to win, and they were reliant on each other. let do you take that picture down? I, people are looking at that picture, and they're looking at me, and there's a fitness difference, okay? Let's get that down quick. Okay, good. Listen, the journey with Jesus is not an individual event. Other places, the same man named Paul uses running a race to describe what following Jesus is like. He says, I'm going to run the race set before me. I'm going to finish the race. The finish line... The finish line is Jesus because the scripture says that he starts the race and he finishes the race. And get this, the race is a relay because sometimes you're not going to be fast enough and you're not going to be strong enough. By the way, if your plan for life is to always be fast enough and strong enough, you have a bad life plan. Because life is going to throw things at you that you can't handle alone. So it's a relay, and we rely on others. I-, I want you to do this right now. I just want you to look around you right now. Come on, everybody, to your left and your right. Now crane your neck around. Camera, camera guy, Ben, I want you, to th- for people at home, just start showing people. The back of their heads is fine. Everybody look at people right now. Come on, look at everybody around you right now. There's lots of, come on, look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Listen, come on. If we're going to prosper, you need them and they need you. You can't do it alone. So find your gift. Find your gift and do it well. By the way, people say, well, I'm going through growth track and it it identified what my gift was. No, it just identified kind of a little bit about your shape so that you can take your first step into your gift. It's just the entryway. It's the entryway. We've got all the expressions of the family of God happening today. Baptism, people are going to be entering into the waters of baptism. Dream Team Sunday is a family meeting, making sure we're doing everything we can to be a hospitable home for people. What are we doing? We're making sure that we can do everything we can to be a hospitable home for people who are lost and away from God, for all of us. Find your gift And do it well. By the way, let me just say this. If you'd like to be baptized today, we still have plenty of time. We have a team waiting at the back right now. Ricardo will get you everything that you need. We've got clothes and towels. We have a bag for your stuff. We have fancy footwear available, okay? it's all ready as i close this message you have plenty of time to go right now and get ready so why would you be baptized today if you're a follower of christ and you've never been baptized maybe you were baptized as an infant but you would like to recommit yourself as an adult maybe you've recently recommitted your life to follow jesus i want you to hear me say it today today is your day it's your day And our team is ready to serve you. Even right now, you can go right to the back and they will get you everything. We are better together. I heard this all through COVID. We're better together. And listen, this was not something that COVID made up, right? This is something that God made up. He he, he looked at us and he saw that we had needs. And so he said, he said, I'm going to send my son to them. I'm not going to leave them alone. What was he doing? First of all, he was saving us. He was rescuing us. He was also setting us an example for how we are to be with each other. If the people in your life, in this church, in this body of Christ are in need, you are in need. If you're in need, you need to let somebody know because our family is here to care for you. The Bible, I love this phrase in Hebrews. The author of Hebrews calls Jesus our elder brother. I love this idea. Not that we could be one in stature with Jesus in any way, but what it's saying is that he went out ahead of us. He he prepared the way. He cared for us. He was there for us. He ran the race that was set in front of him. Just close your eyes all over this room today Lord Jesus thank you for gathering us in thank you for your your love for us thank you Lord that even while we were sinners even though while we were doing the wrong thing you came and you died for us you laid down your life for us but I pray for anybody here today that maybe as I was speaking or maybe it was during our time of worship or maybe even right when they arrived today, they had this this sense that they, they wanna make a, a, a decision to, to follow you, to make you the ruler and the leader of their life. And if that's you today, nobody is looking around right now, but I, I believe there may be a few here today that might say, you know what, Pastor Kevin, you, you're you calling my name when you say that and, and, and I, I wanna make that decision today. I wanna make this day the first day of giving my life completely to Jesus. If that's you, and you'd like to follow the Lord with your life, again, while no one's looking around, I'd like to know who I'm praying with. I'm gonna say a prayer here in a second and give you the opportunity to pray after me, repeat after me, but you'll pray it as your prayer. But I'd love to know who I'm praying with today. While no one's looking around, would you just lift your hand to let me know that that's you today, that you'd like to make this decision? Come on, raise your hand today if that's you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. Amen. You can put your hands down. Thank you for making that step today. This is a house of miracles, God. You're doing amazing things today. Why don't we pray with those that are praying this for the first time or maybe for the first time in a long time. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming for me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for your resurrection and the new life that I have in you. And now I give you my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Turn me back to you. I want to follow you all of my days. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, can we give God praise for that today? Come on. It's a miracle.